Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know Him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who He's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. This topic of bitterness is so prevalent. Okay, I'm going to say it. It's so prevalent, and the the subject matter is so weighty and deep that we're going to have to break it up. So today, towards the end, we're going to just talk about, like, introduce it a little bit. Um, kind of bring some clarity, give you a scripture verse that can kind of give us something to chew on. And then next week we'll come in and we'll, de- we'll deep dive into this whole idea of bitterness, um, what it does to us inside and what it causes us to reflect to other people. So this is definitely one of those things where, yes, you know, bitterness affects us internally. Right. But it also turns us to, into somebody else that will then affect someone else Absolutely. in a negative way. It's one of those covert things. It lies dormant for a while. And then all of a sudden you turn into this person that people don't really care for. And, you know, your your offense might be legitimate. Right. You may have a legitimate reason. But how do we deal with that when you're justified and you keep getting offended over and over again? And you're just trying to cope through things and you still have to interact with people. Sometimes the same people that cause the offense. Mm -hmm. Like, what does that make you? What does that turn you into? What is God's perspective on that? How can we walk in freedom and on the road to healing? You know, from that. So so it's a very deep and weighty topic. So we are going to touch on it at the end. But to start today, we kind of wanted to just recap and not necessarily recap from the beginning. So don't get nervous. We just want to kind of take a like just pump the brakes for a little bit and just reiterate the fact that there's an internal work that God is doing in each of us. Right. Like like God is perfecting us and perfecting doesn't always feel good. Perfecting is painful a lot of times. Perfecting is going behind the scenes where no one else sees. God's going into your heart. So a lot of us sometimes, you know, we may have a part of us that we feel comfortable sharing with people. And if you were a people pleaser, like I struggled with for many, many years, I really cared about what people thought. I was motivated and a lot of my identity came from what people thought of me. Right. And that's a prison, you know, because at the end of the day, you can't please people. People are fickle. They change. You know, one day they like you because you did this. Then they don't like you because you're wearing that. And it's whatever reason they have. It's just dangerous to have your life dictated and predicated on people's opinions of you. But I struggled with that. And it wasn't until I began to fully embrace the secret work that God was doing inside of my heart. The things that he would bring to the surface, the pride, the selfishness. Why are you people pleasing? Because, I mean, at at the end of the day, you're worshiping your own ego. I mean, that's really what it is. It's more important for you to be pleasing to other people than pleasing to me. And that's how we get into doing things. And those things lead to other feelings and other things that jam us up and bind us up from really being able to walk in freedom. So last night we had a wonderful conversation with our oldest daughter. And the beautiful thing about being a parent is you can kind of see the dynamics of your relationship with your children change, right? And hopefully, you know, as they get older, you start to see the maturation of seeds that you planted inside of them. And even though the conversation was her dealing with some things internally and similar things that we all deal with, 
the approach and, and the, the fact that you felt comfortable enough and free enough and courageous enough to confess it, to say, this is what I'm wrestling with and not isolate herself and struggle alone. And as, as she was talking about some things, it really made me think about, you know, the whole idea of why the Bible says you have to be like a child. And I was just thinking, like, there were so many issues and so many things that I struggle with secretly because of my own pride and my own ego and my own idea of not being received or accepted. It's very easy to get it twisted and to compromise your own humanity, right? That everybody else is struggling except me. When a lot of times the person in charge is struggling the most because they're dealing with the burden of leading other people and the, the, the idea of having to protect an image so that people don't lose confidence in them. Right. And this is why we constantly say it's not about you having confidence in any of us. It's confidence in God. Now, you follow us as we follow Christ. If that's what you're being led to do, and that's fine. Right. But always understanding that Christ is in charge, that God is in charge. And at the end of the day, we are all following him. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way God set it up. And that's the only way it will work, because we're all frail and we all will disappoint each other. That's just the reality. So. We had this conversation um, with her and it's, it's funny, you know, they listen to us just as much as you all do. So they're behind the scenes listening. And we kind of I had a conversation about them to keep the noise level down because we're doing this. So they are listening, but it, it, they have been listening the whole time throughout this series. We've been talking about, you know, things like condemnation, shame, guilt, uh, forgiving yourself, all these deep issues that sometimes um, we feel like only we're going through it. Right. Or only grownups are going through it or only adults are going through it. Right. But it's amazing how when the Bible tells us we have to be like a child, the way our daughter approached us last night and the way she does approach us is how would you explain it? It was very contrite. So she came. She was like, OK, um, mommy and daddy. Can, yeah, um, very, can very. There was a level of uh, tim- like timidity. timidity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the sense that. I think with each time and this this is a lesson on our growth and yeah. maturity in God yeah. and our relationship in that she initially was almost apprehensive to mm-hmm. approach because mm-hmm. she was thinking of all the things that she was struggling with. Right. So approaching, she wasn't really sure how she would be, how she would be received and how we would receive her and what she had to say. Mm-hmm. And that's like us with our initial approach with God. Oftentimes we come to him timid Mm -hmm. and reserved Mm -hmm. and apprehensive because we're we're almost receiving ourselves from the perspective of ourselves ourselves. and not God and the love that he has for us. Similarly, the love we have for our own child, Mm -hmm. her approaching us in that way. And her experiencing grace and love from us the next time will cause her to approach us a little less apprehensive and right. timid. So, you know, she as she has grown and matured and, and approached adolescent years, her approaching us has become more and more confident. Yeah. There's still a little tinge of it. But the more, you know, we show her God's grace and God's love, I think, you know, she'll because of the scripture that comes to mind where it says, come boldly before the Hebrews 4.16. Yep. Oh, yes. Yep. So let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Mm-hmm. So just you're basically throwing yourself at the mercy of God right. and, and allowing him 
to deal with whatever it is you're bringing to him mm -hmm. and help you through it. Mm -hmm. This series is going to expose in you a lot of things. It's going to expose, it's going to pull things to the surface. We've been, we've been talking about stuff that a lot of people have been wrestling with for years and years and years. And it has hindered their relationship with the Lord. It has kept them bound. It has kept them, you know, in relationships th that are negative. It has kept them perpetuating conflicts in their families, in their lives. It has kept them distance from people. It is, it is, it has created miscommunications, um, misrepresentations of character. It's a mess, right? And it also deters from being able to reach someone else. Absolutely. And, and be that reflection that causes other people to come. Absolutely. We, we end up repelling through our own experiences and our own turmoil mm -hmm. rather than attracting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is not what God wants. So there's got to be a way for us to be able to manage um, the stuff that we bring to the table and uh, manage it appropriately according to God's word. That it's not your job to clean yourself up, right? It's your job to come closer to God and get in right relationship with the Lord and then trust him to clean you as you walk with him, right? So our job is yielding and surrendering. So the conversation evolved and, and, and we began to talk about some things that we all wrestle with. And it ended up talking about, you know, how God sees us and how we feel um, dirty sometimes or worthless sometimes or the narrative that we tell ourselves and we project that on God. Now, this is coming from a child. Right. So this is proof that the stuff that we're dealing with, with each other, and with God, it don't start at adult age. This starts very, very young. And unless we are shown the true reflection of God at some point in our life, there's a natural course that our humanity takes of distancing itself from God. Like they did in the garden. We talked about that, right? They did in the garden. I feel bad. God's not going to accept me. I'm running away and hiding. And what, what, what happens? Who makes the first move? God. Hey, where are y'all? Why are you running? If I'm God, I've seen it already. If I'm God, I know it already. Right. There's a level of worship and there's a level of commitment and dedication to God's character that God is calling us to. So there's this inner work of perfecting that's, be, that's, that's going on inside of each of us. And our encouragement as we continue on in this series, dealing with things that are really pertinent, dealing with things that are really touchy and hurtful and can sometimes make us feel less than. Right. Because sometimes talking about stuff makes you feel less than mm -hmm. bringing it to the surface makes you feel less than causes us to look at each other and compare. And some some of us, if we have wounds that are not healed, even right now, it's very easy for you to look at yourself um, contrary to what God has purposed you to look at yourself as. We're encouraging you to embrace the vulnerability, embrace where you are right now in order for God to truly heal you. Embrace what you're hearing and what's being brought to the service as God's standard. Don't shut it away right. and be like, OK, like that's not for me. I'm not ready for that yet. Embrace what God is saying to you from where you are. And God will begin to heal you the more you get close to him. So this is another scripture that I want to share with you. And if you are taking notes, I encourage you to take these scriptures. You know, these are very, very good for you to chew on, especially when condemnation comes, especially when um, you're feeling less than or you're struggling through. Right. These are good scriptures that you can have to keep God and God in the right perspective. Yeah, Because I, I just wanted to add 
uh, when you said to kind of go with it, mm-hmm. not to fight against, because I think sometimes when things start to come to the surface, there's a, a, a temptation or a tendency to sort of fight against it yeah. and almost shove it back down. Yeah. Like almost like uh, when, when you get a pimple or something, you want to cover it with makeup mm-hmm. rather than just letting it come to the surface, come to a head and then expel so yeah. that the skin on the surface can heal and then you don't have to deal with the pimple. Right. But if you fight it, if you pick it, if you cover it without it, you know, doing what it needs to do, then you'll be left with the scars. And that's always a constant reminder yeah. that it never quite healed the way it was supposed to heal. Yeah. So just not fighting against what what comes about through this series and just in general mm-hmm. with your relationship with God. A lot of times, and especially when we explore bitterness in, in greater detail next week, we find a lot of times the seed of it is justified. So mm-hmm. when when you deal with the fence or you deal with whatever causes it or causes whatever issues you, you're struggling with, there is a justification right. in how you feel. Yeah. But not fighting against the standard that God has set in place so that you, you won't be healed. Because if you fight against it, then you won't be healed the way you need to be healed. And that will continually cause that problem to come up to a head rather than letting it come to a head, do what it does and be done with it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just a reiteration of not fighting against it, but working with the standard that God has already set in place. And it's absolutely true. And while you were talking about the pimple thing, I was thinking like the reason why we like to cover it up and everything is because we're self-conscious about it. Like, like it's, it's like, this is ugly. This changes my image. This makes me look ugly. When a lot of times we all know what getting pimples is, right? Right, because we've all gotten them, right? And the body is trying to get rid of something obviously it doesn't belong, right? Right. So you're actually your body is trying to clean itself. So what we do is we cover it up, you know, with something that's gonna. And that process is not beautiful necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, if it's coming to a head, it doesn't look desirable. It doesn't look good. But at the same time. It's it's doing good for you. And in the long run, right. it will be good. Mm-hmm. So, again, not fighting against it, but working with it and working through that process of yeah. healing so that when it's done, it's done. Yeah. So this is a very surgical series and surgery scary, you know, not. And, and a lot of times in surgery, you're not really conscious of what's going on. Right. A lot of times they put you out. And all you do is you wake up with the pain or you wake up with the soreness, but you don't see what's being cut. You don't see what's being changed. Your confidence is in the surgeon. Your confidence is in the procedure that before you were put to sleep was in your best interest. And this is what God is saying. He's saying what I'm doing in you right now in this season of your life. He's doing something special in your in the season of your life. And he's doing surgery on a lot of our hearts. He's doing surgery. He's trying to peel back. The layers of brokenness and peel back the things that have kept us away from each other, kept us away from God, kept us away from community, kept us away from church. And even in this pandemic, we were, we were talking about it even last night and how this whole thing has affected everybody. Like we're dealing with post-traumatic stress like we've never dealt with it before. And the driver of this whole thing has been fear. This, this, this driver of this whole thing has been anxiety and, and, and just fear for your security it's funny, the, the, the barometer for a safe room right now is how many coughs you hear. 
right? So if you're, if you're in a company of people or whatever and you, and you don't hear any coughs, mentally that's like, okay, well, we're good here. When, when, when it's allergy season and people cough all the time. But you see how irrational it is? Like, it's crazy. Like, you know, nobody coughs and I was good. Nobody sniffled. No, nobody. No. And so, so if we allow ourselves to be dictated by the environment and whatever the next thing is going to be that's going to control and, and scare everybody, we will never have peace. We never have peace. So there's a level of, of, of anxiety and there's a level of, of, of fear and discomfort that, that God is really trying to have us and remind us that I'm the Prince of Peace. Right. I want you to have your confidence in me, not in the system, not in your own strength, not in your education, not in your career, not even in your own abilities. You put your hope and trust and confidence in me. So like we said, we're encouraging you to let God do the surgery he needs to do on your heart so that as you come into God's purpose for you and his plan for your life, that you will begin to come into it and enjoy the journey. We're setting the stage for bitterness because all this stuff, bitterness is one of those things where it's undercover, right? Because like you said, it's legitimized by a legitimate offense. Right. So something or experience, or experience mm-hmm. right? Something happened that causes a natural response for you to be upset and angry and feel whatever you feel. But the bitterness part is when it goes past that and it starts turning into something else underneath the ground. I'm a X-Men fan, Marvel fan, for those of you who like that stuff. Um, and one of my favorite characters, um, he's a villain, but one of my favorite characters is Magneto, right? And I remember in the first X-Men, this is, I know this is probably taking y'all feeling like, what are y'all talking about X-Men? I don't know about no X-Men. But the reason why I'm using this example is because Magneto is probably one of the most powerful. He's the one who can control and manipulate metal because he he's that's what he does. And his power there's metal in our body. So basically he can control anything he puts his mind to. Right. But he is a very, very angry person. Okay, he has X-Men United. Come on now. Y'all talk back to me over here if y'all know what I'm talking about. So there in X-Men, I think it was X-Men first class. Right. He's trying to move this big satellite thing. Right. And he gets frustrated with it because he's so, you know, his default position is anger. And he's just got all his resentment and bitterness inside of him for his past because he had a very hard past. Right. So he has this agenda that's working, you know, against him where he can't even use his gift right because of what's been simmering and smoldering inside of him. So Xavier says something to him that I never forgot. Right. And he said, find that line of serenity where it's the line of serenity where your power is, is right between that anger. So like, like it's, it's learning how to manage that relationship between how you feel inside and, and, and the offense that you feel. Because right in there is where your power, where the key to your power is. So at the end of the day, and I, I didn't say it as good as Xavier did. I basically paraphrase it. But the point of it is God wants to use us. Right. But he wants to use us. On that line, like right between where we're struggling, like right between where we're not quite perfect. God wants to show us how to use our gift, show us how we can be what he called us to be in the middle of all the stuff that we deal with all the time. It's the line between not quite forgetting what you experience and the pain that it may have brought Mm -hmm. and overcoming it. To a place of healing yeah. to speak to somebody else so that they, they're able to, to reach that point, too. Yeah. Because that I, I don't believe God intends for us to fully forget. How can we? 
what we go through, but right. the pain, sometimes the pain, the sting of the pain is gone. So the, the, the intensity of it or the brunt of it is gone, but there's still that remembrance mm -hmm. and the recalling of some level of the pain. But because you've experienced the healing that God intended and it has taken place, you're able to sort of balance between those bo both sides. Yeah, to both to extremes, yeah. Help somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a, there's a beautiful dynamic in the fact that God takes our humanity, cleanses us, and uses us. God is perfecting you by your commitment to choose to embrace God's way. That's the key. So this whole walk with God is a choice. This whole walk to be free is a choice. Walking to have peace is a choice. Walking to have healthy relationships is a choice. It's all a choice. And either you're going to choose to play on how you feel or choose to allow God to take you through the pain so that he can heal you. The scripture that I, that I wanted to um, share with you about this whole perfecting is 2 Corinthians 7 and verse 1, right? Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us, here's the choice, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit. And let us walk toward complete holiness because we fear God. This is the New International Version. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit. All of the things that we've been talking about are contaminants to body and spirit. Not forgiving yourself contaminates your body and your spirit. Holding on to regret contaminates your body and spirit. Condemnation contaminates your body and spirit. Shame contaminates your body and spirit. Rejection contaminates your body and spirit. Bitterness contaminates your body and spirit. So as we're talking about these things, there is a decision that you have to make that I am going to walk towards holiness, which means I'm going to choose to cleanse myself from anything and everything that would contaminate my body and my spirit. Right. So there's a line here, though. Right. So in one, one sense, we're saying well, you can't clean yourself Well, you can't do it on your own. Right. But you can get in the tub. Right. Right. You, you, you can begin to undress and get ready for the for the bath. You, right? and, you, and you put yourself. No, I, I look at it this way. That the water is what cleanses you mm -hmm. and washes you. Uh -huh. You know, you, you don't have the power of water because gotcha. water is water. You, water is, water is what agent. cleanses yeah. you. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, water and soap. Yeah. We'll just go with water. For yeah, 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 yeah. Don't just use water. Make sure you're using soap. <laughs> but in this sense, water is what cleanses. Mm -hmm. But like you said, putting yourself in the place where you get in the tub, where you get the washcloth, but you have to put yourself in the way right. of water so that it cleanses. So there is a level of responsibility and, and ability. And exposing yourself. Yeah. Because you can't really get clean. When you fully dress. Right. So there's a level of transparency that God is calling you to, too, that, OK, I'm coming and I'm, uh, you create an opportunity. You put yourself in a position to be clean. So that means you got to get undressed. That means you got to let me see you so I can address the dirty parts. There's areas that even when you're trying to clean yourself, you can't reach. 
that you can't really get to in the same way that somebody else who can see everything clean you. Right. So the whole idea of letting us the choice that we make to cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile, can defile our bodies and our spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God or out of reverence for God. Right. And I think that's the key right there. God wants you to invest in reverence for him because God is the only opinion that matters in the first place. It's what God thinks about you. It's what God says. It's what his word says. That is the standard for living in the first place. So everything else is a distraction. Everything else is taking you away from what God has designed for you through Christ. So the choice to allow holiness to be perfected in you because you have reverence for God's ways. Right. Not because you want to be perfect. So everybody can say you're such a perfect person. Not so that you can have a great reputation in the community so people can love you. Because once, once again, we go back to the beginning. People are fickle. They pick you up and put you down. But God never changes. God is worthy of reverence. It's his opinion that matters. So you'll be perfected into holiness when you make God's opinion priority. So this whole thing about this series, we're, going, we're getting very close to the heart. We're going to be talking about some things coming up, including bitterness, that are going to be very, very, very close to home for many of us. And we may find ourselves struggling with things that are legit. But a choice is going to be presented to you. And I think that's why it's, it's apropos to have this pause. You want to say right. something? Yeah. <clears throat> no, I was just going to say, in, in closing, I don't mm-hmm. know if you Yeah, know, yeah. That just approach, you know, I would encourage everybody, including us, to approach it with an open heart. Yeah. And to not allow our defenses and our defense mechanisms to shoot up mm-hmm. and sort of repel what... Because it doesn't feel good necessarily when you're called out, when, when, when you're mm-hmm. called out on something or something is illuminated or brought to light right. or exposed. There's a love. There's a feeling of like, oh, my God, let me, yeah. let me run and shame. cover, yeah. hide myself. Yeah. But but not even just shame. Sometimes it's like a defense mechanism. Like, no, but I deserve to feel this way. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Hold, hold, hold up. I know you're talking about bitterness, but. You don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Let mm-hmm. me explain the scenario so you can understand why I act the way I act or the mm-hmm. way I feel the way I feel. I, I would just encourage all of us to approach it with an open heart yeah. and allow God to truly expose it and heal it. Because like we've said, you know, there, there is justification, but the greater justification is the love that he has for us, but then also that we have for them, for him. Yeah. Because the love that we have for God should supersede the need to be right mm. and the need to be um, vindicated. Mm-hmm. Vindicated is a good word because with vindication, there's a level of gratification and satisf- satisfaction in knowing that a, a, a wrong has been righted. But there's, there's instances where that will not happen. But do you love God more than the need to be right. Mm. So just yeah. opening ourselves up and our hearts up to him. Yeah. Yeah. So we're growing in grace together and we're all a work in progress. We're all going to continue to be vulnerable and continue to allow God to make us who he designed us to be the best version of ourselves through Christ. 
Lord, we thank you. We praise you for this day. We thank you for your faithfulness to us. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for just being God. We thank you for being our source. Thank you for being our source of peace, comfort, and safety. We thank you. We pray, Lord, that as we surrender ourselves to you, the more that you would continue to do that for us. We thank you, Lord, for making ways out of no way. But even in all this, Lord, we pray most importantly that our hearts will remain open to you, that we would put ourselves in a position to be changed, that we would put ourselves in a position to be clean, to be healed, Lord. Let our hearts not get hardened as we go through things, even though we're justified. We pray especially today as we opened up this whole nother topic of bitterness on our way to freedom. We pray, God, that you would bring those things to the surface and help us to choose you over the, the need to feel vindicated. We thank you, Lord, that you are allowing us to move towards purpose, that you are speaking to us on a very intimate level. So we pray we come against condemnation, we come against shame, we come against anything that will cause us to hide and run away from your presence. But we open up ourselves just like a little child and confess and bring ourselves come before you boldly that we might obtain mercy and favor in our time of need. And most of all, for those who have not accepted you as Lord and Savior, Jesus, we pray, God, that this be a moment of salvation. You said that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that you have risen from the dead, we shall be saved. So we acknowledge now that we are sinful and that we need you. Help us to see our need for you and help us to trust in your provision for salvation, that we may have a real, free, genuine relationship with you. But this is our prayer, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by what we shared. You can follow us at Sunday Devotionals on Instagram and like us on Facebook, where we can continue our discussions and keep in touch. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.